0: like three times and I don't know what it means. Yeah, it's okay. Oh, I know is going
1: to say,
0: to my right, or... yeah. Yeah. and
1: to my across the table
0: is... You're doing better than me. Yeah. <laughs> You've
2: in and... direction. <laughs> On that note, welcome to Geeks with Kids. Hey! <laughs> the number one conversational podcast about everything to do with parenting, everything to do with geek culture, and all the fun giggles and laughs in between. Hey, Mercury, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, he's all smiles right now. Hey, Hey, buddy. Well, I'm your host for tonight. Aaron and to my right is Spears and that is all. There is nobody else here in the room with us right now. Mm-hmm. Uh Eric is on assignment again, so mm-hmm. he'll be joining us uh you know for the next uh, for the next one I would like to think. Yeah. Or we'll shop yeah. out,
0: uh, we'll hold auditions for <laughs> another <laughs> If you would like to be a lando, please send us your profile <laughs> to uh we oh, can get us at Gmail at Geeks With Kids Podcast. No, that's. No. no. Geeks With Kids uh, at gmail.com,
2: I believe. Oh. I know the Twitter one by now because it's Geeks with kids CN and facebook.com backslash Geeks with kids podcast. See, I knew that one. Okay. You can have that one. I'll yes. give you that one. <laughs> and then, yeah, iTunes. Uh, find us on iTunes. Give us uh, some five star likes or whatever that they do at iTunes there so that. We can get your comments, and we can see if you love us or not, because we love you. We do. We First really
0: one to do. give a five-star to this episode gets to be a Lando. Nice. Done. At a time and place of your choosing, <laughs> slash your choosing may not be honored. Mm, yes. That all depends.
2: Oh mm. No. That's okay. Somebody is actually kind of like doing us a favor by rolling us into today's topic. Let's see, Spears found this article on Huffington Post
0: recently. 18 undeniable, hilarious truths about fatherhood. So naturally, I said about trying to deny them all immediately. (laughs) So now we're going to do a little
2: survey amongst us. Are these true? So the first one... I think I already know the answer to, so this is from... Should we should we read their names or their Twitter uh, addresses? I guess.
0: I guess. I don't. It's been published on HuffPost, so I don't think it's exactly private. Yeah. And, you know, if y'all didn't want people to pay attention to you, you wouldn't be posting on Twitter in the first place. <laughs>
2: exactly. Because, you know, be smart about the internet, people. Come on.
0: <laughs> um, so The Walking
2: Dead, real DMK, says, I'm late, me, ever since I had kids. Pierce.
0: true i was like an hour late to record this podcast
2: <laughs> not an hour late no way <laughs> i think uh maybe just a little bit late but that was it but that's come to be expected now because uh my wife sarah and i are like that now too we used to be very on time with things and she. Sh- oh wait my wife just walked into the room or is she already here she's like shaking her head at me saying she was on time I was never on time. I call it I call it theater on time. Now you
1: just have an excuse for being late.
2: Right? Yes, I have a very good excuse that Mercury is making us late. But um just There's
0: so many more steps to everything than you oh. ever think there's going to be. Like before I came over here I took the uh, I took the kids on a walk to the grocery store and I figured, ah, oh, you know, we'll just like pop in the wagon there and back. What I didn't what I did not compute was Time to uh, like time to get in and out of the wagon to run back and forth from the wagon and back. Uh, what I didn't compute was um, needing to use the potty during checkout. You right. know, and it's a little things like this that turn what used to be a twenty-minute run into oh gosh, it's been an hour and we're not even done.
2: <laughs> yeah. So Just, I say true. Yeah, very true. The sheer volume of preparation that it takes to gather everything up, gather him up, put him in the car, put everything in the car, realize that you've forgotten some things. Um, getting him dressed, getting him in a diaper, trying to remember if we have food, if we have extra diapers, if we have everything else, that becomes a list for boot camp, pretty much, for like, <laughs> basic training. It's like, do we have everything? We're going on a 10-mile hike. Where are we going? To the grocery store for 10 minutes.
0: So... <laughs> Yeah, no, Got like, what's his name from Platoon being like, Did you remember the extra diapers? Those are not disposable. You need an insert for those. (laughs) Is there anything in your head? Jeez, H. Christ, son. (laughs) This is so hard to do with it without going for the
2: explicit label. I know. Oh, my God. (laughs) Do you ever see that that, uh, Geico commercial that he was in? He was like, "Uh, Is Geico going to save you thousands of dollars a year? Is a drill sergeant... A poor choice for a psychologist. (laughs) And it's him sitting in the little office there. You know what I think? You got some mammy-bammy issues, boy. Tissues. And then he, like, throws the box of tissues at the guy. (laughs) It's like, that is awesome.
0: Is the guy a little gecko lizard monster? No, this was
2: before they were introducing the lizard, I think. Huh. Yeah, because this was just some, like, Walter Cronkite kind of announcer guy at the beginning.
0: Okay. Yeah.
2: But, uh... I love that actor. He, I think he even had like a little stint in Peter Jackson's The Frighteners as like the sergeant ghost guy. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: God, I love that movie. That was fantastic. That was a brilliant movie. And it's like one of the movies that if I ever wanted to do a ghost story movie, I would use that as like one of my inspirations. Yeah. It was such a, such a, like it was kind of a little bit of Ghostbusters, but a little bit of like Peter Jackson's earlier, like. Uh, I would say like be horror movie roots uh in a mainstream in a mainstream film that just did not do very well. It's too, like
0: it almost completely like threw out the like the gore factor mm-hmm. that was in stuff like Dead Alive and yeah. like that early stuff that Peter Jackson did. It had that like a quirky, like almost like a Tim Burton y kind of tone. Very and but it Ah, the characters seemed a lot more grounded and recognizable, mm-hmm. and the it walked the line that Ghostbusters walks, in between the ghost being funny and the ghost still being scary.
2: Yeah, because the antagonist was very... like, it was like a legitimately frightening character. Uh, it was basically like a Grim Reaper style of ghost, but the way that they designed oh, yeah. it, it was kind of... Almost like amorphic, like it was just like it had the shape of the Grim Reaper at times, but then it was just shapeless and faceless at times, and it's like, oh,
0: it like was well is, done, really, really well. Yeah.
2: Done. Um, moving on, uh, next uh, next tweet uh, that we got here: eighty two percent of parenting is making sure your kids don't do something fatal today. I don't know about eighty two percent, but I think it is a high number. I would have to say that that's true. <laughs> Um, mercury getting into drawers and cupboards and things like that. and um, I already told my wife this so I know I won't get in trouble for it, but I left a coffee mug out and I'm like, I hear clink, 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 and he's banging it on the floor and it's like, <laughs> oh God, he could have totally like shattered that and like split his hands open on it or something and bled to death before I even like realized what was going that, on. That's
0: a, that's a grim prognosis for that scenario. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I let him walk in the hallway. The house might have collapsed on him.
2: <laughs> Maybe. It could have. It very well could have.
0: I mean, that, that being said, you do kind of get into a mind frame. Certainly, like, what's the worst thing that could happen? Everything. Oh, my God, it's going to happen. Yeah.
2: Everything! <laughs>
0: God, like, just, we were just having, um, we had dinner out on the patio, like, on mm-hmm. your guys' back deck, which is not a patio at all. Um, we call it the patio,
2: so, yeah, it still work. Cool,
0: and, um, like, Chris was standing up, and he kind of turned around on the bench to look out, you know, and it, I mean, the, your back patio is on the, off the second floor of the house, Mm -hmm. so immediately, I was like, oh my god, he's going overhead first! Yeah. Meanwhile, you know, dude knows how to stand on his two feet. He does it, like, most of the day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
2: it's just, all, like, it's just an immediate reaction to, like we have to like almost have the worst case scenario in our head to protect them from even like just like the little things that will be like oh that that mirror is a little heavy that might fall and crush them or we better strap that TV down because that TV will just fall and crush them but I think we have to worst case scenario it I think I don't know or else you know, we'd be a little too nonchalant with, like, here, here's some scissors. Just go run. Just hold them the <laughs> right way. You'll be fine. Nobody ever like died there's a spectrum from running in scissors. In
0: between, yeah. I feel like there's a couple of steps in between. <laughs> like, oh my god, the world is going to explode when you walk on it. And here's some scissors, dude. <laughs> you know what I love? I love having my wife here
2: vetting <laughs> all these things and laughing and giggling along. <laughs> what,
0: what you can't see at home is that Sarah is
2: at... Uh, Eric uh, outed her name. Well, a couple podcasts ago.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, Sarah is annotating visually everything that Aaron is saying. <laughs> mostly using facial expressions. We might get her on microphone later. We'll see. But anyway. <laughs> I invite you to imagine what those faces might look like. Send <laughs> us your best sketch to geekswithkids at dot com. Yeah, I'm
2: maybe.
0: remembering it now. <laughs> we'll have to check later. <laughs> Hashtag spears remembers uh, next one. never
2: thought fatherhood would place me on the top of a ladder getting a diaper that has gotten caught in the ceiling fan. yet yeah, here I am. <laughs> uh, we haven't had that. We haven't had yeah, m- we haven't had mystery diapers or mystery things. The only mystery thing the other day was where did you get that
0: potato chip? See, I think this one is false because I think hmm. that is something that hasn't happened to us, but might. And I don't think it would surprise us. I think our reaction would not be like, oh my gosh, there's something on the ceiling. I mean, it To be like, huh, it's up there now. <laughs> yeah, I it would be,
2: for me, I don't think it would be too, too much of a surprise. But again, that's I'm not even mad. That's just impressive. Yeah, you know, it would be like the same thing with um, going to change a diaper and getting the getting the arc going on there with the urine. Um, <laughs> he's done it a couple of times, but I th- think there was one time it was pretty impressive. He got it up and back along the wall behind a dresser and everything. It was pretty pretty impressive. So I think he has it within him to fling a diaper. Mm. when
0: the time comes, but, like, this... I just don't, I think the the tenor of this tweet is certainly like, I am shocked, how could this have possibly happened? When stuff like this happens all the time. (laughs) Like, at least some variation
2: of it, for Mm. sure. Like, maybe not the diaper on the fan, but a diaper in a place that
0: you maybe didn't expect, or something happening to the diaper, maybe, or... I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too harsh on this dude, but I feel like maybe you should have expected what's this dude's name? Um, this is uh Dad the Douchebag.
2: Let's uh, let's read the next one. Yes, on <laughs> to the next one. Alright. From Charlie and Andy had to be a dad. What's the difference between a zombie and a father of a newborn? Not much at this point. Uh utterly and one hundred percent true.
0: Hmm. Have you been compelled to eat flesh? Um
2: I'm pretty sure we had no idea what we were eating. Uh,
0: Human flesh? Are you drawn to loud noises? I was
2: living at my parents bl- we were living at my parents' place for the first 2 months. So who knows what we were eating actually. They tell us it's one thing but it could be in something else. Who knows? That's Canadian work, yeah. Sure it is. Okay.
0: I just feel like the the spirit of this tweet undersells the severity of a zombie situation. Okay,
2: so you're you're on the side of no.
0: I'm feeling like this is false. Like, yeah, certainly you're tired, and you won't remember things like your name, or what day of the week it is, and things like when the last time you showered were and whatnot definitely (laughs) fall by the wayside. Does that mean you're a zombie? (laughs) Literally eating the flesh of the living?
2: Yeah. I think that's an exaggeration. Yeah. I th- okay, I will side with you on that one, for, sort of for now. But it it was pretty rough. Um, there were a couple of long nights and a couple, you know, just like moments where I think even just we had a, one of our photos taken in the hospital. We were both just like like bagged, and but yeah, the whole eating of you know the human flesh and. Contributing to the destruction of the human race. No, we didn't do that at all. Yeah. I feel we just, we added to it.
0: (laughs) So I don't think that they are underselling the many challenges of early parenthood. I think they're underestimating the severity of zombieism. Yes. And that's something I believe should be taken seriously. Yes, it should be. Um, I write many pamphlets about it from my bunker. (laughs) I got a mug that
2: says, The hardest thing about the zombie apocalypse is trying not to look excited. On that note, uh, Backpacking Dad uh, writes, Fatherhood is 80% trying not to get kicked, elbowed, kneed, or punched in the balls by your own kid. Agree. Okay. I'm not there yet. He's kind of started to because he's only a year old. Uh, when I hold him, his feet now are at, like if I hold him like across my chest, uh, his head's resting on my shoulders, his legs are now at that perfect length that if he kicks, he'll square me. Um, he hasn't done that yet but everything that I've heard from my brother-in-law and everybody else is that as they
0: get older, especially with boys, it just becomes a sack fest. Truth? Right now, one of Chris's favorite things to do is climb. Oh. And climb involves me holding his like holding his hands or wrists while he, like, um, repels up my torso. And by my torso, I mean directly onto my junk as often as possible, at as high speed and force as possible. <laughs> so yes, agree. Every agree. Every agree. All right. Because I'm sure if it's not this, it'll be something else. <laughs> uh,
2: ben Q- Bean... Bean Cuke, Q- Or Ben. Bean kuke Q- At this stage, parenting is mostly a long string of accidentally saving your child's life. To me, that... I don't know what that sounds like, but that doesn't sound good if you're accidentally, like if you're just there at the moment your child is doing something and you're like there in the right place at the right time to save their life. To me, that almost sounds like you're doing something bad. <laughs> you're not doing something right. Mm. Or do you think that's going oh, the You
0: know, it, it's funny because in the... certainly there have been moments where it's like, oh my gosh, if I'd been like a second later, mm. or if that knife had been just like maybe an inch or two closer to the edge of the counter, or... You know, stuff like that, like, yeah, I I get it. Like, in those moments, it feels like everything is just one close call after another. Right. Um, But is it a long string of close calls, do you find? Emotionally, yes. Factually, probably not. Mm -hmm. So a little bit on the inaccurate stage here, that
2: there are some right place, right time kind of of scenarios where... Well, it's, it's
0: like you with the coffee cup. yeah. You know, like... If you hadn't intercepted the coffee cup when you had, would the next hit have shattered it? Yeah, maybe. Probably, maybe, maybe
2: not. But does this happen on such a regular basis where it's like, when a moment of nothing happens, you're like, oh my god, thank god, he's not dying. or about to die right now.
0: You know, did you ever watch Animaniacs? Yes. And they had this one segment which was about this little baby and her dog... That was constantly protecting the baby. Yes. And it was literally like the baby would like be crawling across girders, and the dog would be like, Barrr! and like, if that describes your parenting experience, perhaps hang around less girders.
2: <laughs> find a uh, find a uh, home that is uh, not within a construction zone or under construction. Perhaps, yeah. Yeah, so don't pick a condo in Hamilton just yet. Hi-oh. All right. Next up, uh, improv father. Oh, okay. Maybe... Maybe somebody who's into the theater stuff. They're like we are. Teaching my kids to eat healthy is basically me saying, it's too late for me, save yourself. (laughs) True. Yeah.
0: I don't know how many times with a straight face I've had to be like, broccoli is awesome! Or like, zucchini, eh? You know? (laughs) It's like, you just want to tell them the truth, and it's that meat is wonderful, and you should eat it all the time. Yeah, But... I don't. They're, they're just not ready about that. Not truth about meat. Yeah, we had the option. We
2: were gonna maybe give them bacon this morning, and we we're like, we shouldn't. We really, really shouldn't. And we didn't. And well, that has I to felt, be a reward. Yeah, I felt we, you know, we did the right parenting thing there. But yeah, I wonder what it's. But we are like, you know, what if we give them the bacon now? We're just opening up a whole can of worms. Yes. You know, I was gonna surprise them.
0: When we, um, when we gave uh, Chris and Rose bacon for the first time, um, I was kind of expecting it to then be like, must have bacon every day. Right. But they're kind of like, yeah, it's here, I'll eat it. Uh-oh. You know, they're like, which I don't understand at all. Like, as someone who used to eat bacon and now doesn't, I miss it daily. <laughs> like, every time someone eats, they're like, oh, I'm sorry, is this hard? And I'm like, no, no, please continue. <laughs> and then I watch so you and might I remember. So
2: basically, what you're saying is you might be able to vicariously live through your uh, kids watching them eat bacon, potentially.
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm with this dude on the healthy thing. Mm-hmm. That it's too late for me.
2: Save yourself, Sarah. What do you think? <laughs> mm, she's not saying anything. She's climbing up. She's too <laughs> nervous. That's okay. You're allowed to be nervous. Meg was nervous too. That's why you have to listen to that episode. It's so cute. Okay, <laughs> all right, um, but yeah, he seems to like right now he'll pretty much just eat whatever we put in front of him, but he has been experimenting with the cakes and the sweet things and things with like a little bit of salt and that, but I don't know, I think he i think if we just continue to model good eating, he will be hopefully, hopefully, and then he'll go and stay yet. <laughs> one of the grandparents' house, and they'll be like, I had powdered sugar! <laughs> <laughs> I had juice! Did that you was... know water was flavored? <laughs> uh, and then we'll be doomed. Oh. All right, next up. Dave Galea, Gala Monster. Huh, <laughs> funny. Uh, An unexpected element of parenting is regressing to your college years with respect to how often you shower and change your clothes.
0: One, this paints a pretty grim picture of somebody's college years. Yeah, I was pretty well showered, and, and uh, I, yeah, and yeah. I got no sympathy for the college lifestyle right now. Like I, when I think <laughs> back to my to the time that I wasted in university, the amount of just disposable time that I wasted doing nothing. If I could just have my World of Warcraft time back, like I would have like six extra years on my life. <laughs> I only played that game for three.
2: I would have finished, you would have finished that great American or great Canadian novel, or, yeah.
0: God, I I could have, like, learned every martial art. I could have been Batman in the time that I spent playing World of Warcraft. (laughs) College students, if you feel like you're not accomplishing anything, it's your fault. You have time. Nobody's depending on you for food or drink. There's no tiny person being like, please sustain me. No. Super no. Kill a monster is wrong. Yeah.
2: Uh, unexpected element of parenting. Re- yeah, no. We, um, I think maybe oh, yeah. in the first couple of, like the first little while, with the first kid, it takes a little bit of adjustment. Yeah. But here, one year...
0: Oh, like certainly, like, certainly. Like one year later
2: now, it's, they're, like, we, like we're not walking around in like the same clothes with like mustard stains or, you know, last night's dinner or anything on it. We're not like, we don't have like chicken wings stuck to our faces for like yeah, and, you days know, you- at a time. Ah, like even, I don't even think we were that bad When
0: Even no, if you were well, Even, if, even yeah. if you did You were not like that in college no. and If you were, college is not an excuse So if you're <laughs> in college And your friends are not changing their clothes For weeks and, and wearing chicken wings like they're an accessory Just punch them hard in the kidney And be like, you have time <laughs> Your poetry will not further Your career Put the pencil down. Go
2: change your clothes. Have a shower. Shave your beard, and put on a clean T-shirt and some deodorant. Your maybe.
1: you had such a different university experience.
2: <laughs> okay, I'm gonna turn. I'm gonna turn Sarah's microphone on for this one. Hold on, here, because we are. St- we are. This is a big learning curve for us because yeah, we have been trying to technically keep up with the podcast without Eric for. Uh, a little while now, but. Uh, your bleeding just, ears are evidence. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sarah, please enlighten us. What was your university experience like? Was it closer to no, not showering doing? and changing a little bit?
1: My university experience was quite different. There was no World of Warcraft and no poetry. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I can speak for the majority of people out there.
2: <laughs> oh, okay, I, can, I can uh, turn the I mean, mic off now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Let her talk. <laughs> So, yeah, you know that. So, geeks out there that are listening right now, you can get an amazing wife like this, <laughs> and but you can still keep playing Warcraft, and you can still, anyway, uh, it's, turn you know, your mic off. Anyway, <laughs> it's
0: fair, and I think certainly, World of Warcraft was not the defining feature of my university <laughs> experience. It does stand out in my mind as the one thing I did that was a singular and complete waste of time. Right? Like there was other stuff I did, like that. The theater stuff that I did I and all that stuff like waste. that wasn't a waste. No, you know, I did it, it further my career? No. Um, did it? Did it keep me up later than I should be? Did it take me away from what I was quote unquote studying? Sure, mm. but I don't think it was a waste of time in the way that World of Warcraft was a waste of time. Mm. You know, just like farming and mining and yeah, just ah, it's the Walking Dead of video games. Is he like, yeah, there's going to be something at the end of this, and then there's no end to this. There's no point. There's no message. There's no revelation. It's just like, oh, you got some treasure. I guess there'll be some more soon. Yeah. Um, Isn't that all video games? um, Says
2: she, says she, who... What level of Skyrim character are you at right now? 25? Yeah, I, I want to say twenty-five. You're and level twenty-five. And it now,
1: there's no reward, but I'm getting to the point where it's boring. What's the point of this? That's... What is the
0: payoff at the end of this. I feel like with, for me, like I don't, I kind of get what you're saying. Like, there's a way to play Skyrim and most games like it as if it's um, what they call a sandbox. Like you just go and do stuff because you want to do stuff. Um, but there is in Skyrim like a story to follow. You know, and the challenge of unfolding that story is kind of what keeps me going. And the OCD in my brain keeps prompting me to invent like kind of little stories that aren't in there at all. We're just like, okay, if I squint, I can kind of see this, and I'll invent elaborate reasoning for my character to be like, oh, I'm going on sabbatical from learning at the magic university. I think I'll learn to be a bard now, you know. Which is, which in the game is just like walk into building, talk to person. Now you're doing this, I guess, you know. But in my That's head, there, there's a whole like...
2: online is what you just described. It. <laughs> Because there was n- yeah, there was no story to that. It's just like, hey, a mm-hmm. bunch of us friends, let's get together and fake drink <laughs> in this game.
0: Roll the dice to see if I'm getting drunk. <laughs> Are there any girls there? Now that typifies my actual university experience.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, long dark nights in the basement with mm-hmm. a bunch of people dressed in costumes. Somebody hey, back Mountain <laughs> <laughs> Who's got the Funyuns? <laughs> Oh my god. Alright, <laughs> oh, <man>. moving on. <laughs> my wife is like never gonna touch me ever again. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Daddy, I wanna be like you when I grow up. You better hope your mother doesn't hear you say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we want our do we want our children to grow up like us?
0: That's really heavy and philosophical. Yeah, I I don't like it. No. I because
2: when I was growing up my dad always pushed, be a teacher, be a teacher, be a teacher, be a teacher. And it got to a point where I was about 18 years old and he was harping on it, like I just finished high school. And we're in his van, and I remember clearly slamming my hands down on his dashboard saying, if you so much as bring up being a teacher again, uh, you're never going to talk to me. You're never going to see me ever again. And he never did, to his credit. And then it was only about ten years later that I came into it on my own, Uh, but without any, any more coaxing or pushing into it. It was actually just a wonderful moment at Future Shop when I bumped into my old drama high school teacher, and she's like, come and help out with the play, and then come and help out with some classes, and then you should really go and think about Teacher's College, and then at that point, it was like, you know what, I think this is what I was meant to do. So, after that, yeah, that was it, and... My dad has never, I don't think he's ever really said, ah, I told you so, kind of, like, thing, but um, do I want Mercury to grow up to be a teacher? If he wants to, yes, but I'm not going to say anything to, like, push him in that direction. If he wants to come and watch and learn about it, that's one thing, but I'm not going to be like, you should be a teacher. Uh, Right now, he likes airplanes, so I keep telling him, you should be a pilot so we can fly (laughs) everywhere. But that's about it.
0: I think it's a natural impulse to want to remedy in your children what you perceive as faults about yourself, Mm -hmm. um, particularly when you were a kid. Like, I always joke, like, before I became a teacher, I was, like, working at summer camps and stuff, and I always used to observe jokingly that the kids that drive you nuts are the ones that were just like you. (laughs) You know, and there, you know, sometimes there's, like, there's a part of me that's like, you know. Maybe if I do this different, or that different, maybe, you know, maybe Chris will be, like, more prone to, like, do sports, or, mm-hmm. you know, won't be such an awkward weirdo when he's a kid, but... I don't know, like, one, I don't know if there's any way to prevent any of that. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. as, as a parent, aside from the donation of genetic material, you're only so much of the developmental picture... Um, in a weird way, like the things that that made me a geek when I was a kid, like liking Star Wars and reading comics and whatever, those seem to be kind of what all the kids are doing now, mm-hmm. you know, like the Marvel movies and video games and comic books and cartoons now seem mainstream in a way that they yeah. weren't when we were kids, mm-hmm. so Chris doing those things and Rose doing those things I don't think means the same thing or will affect them in the mm-hmm. same way that it did me. Um, I mean, I don't know. That being said, I'm kind of on side with this guy that, like, yeah. You know, I... There's stuff about myself that I think... You know, you, you don't want your kid to fall into the same pitfalls that you did. and yeah, You know, I don't know if that's the you know little bit of Woody Allen genetics that this guy might share with me. Um, <laughs> but... No I, I see what he's saying.
2: Yeah. Um, would would you would oh, oh we got a hand up here. Okay, is your microphone hold on? Let me see if your microphone is on. Yeah, it is. go ahead.
1: I raise my hand. I'm in a room full of teachers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you are one.
1: <laughs> I think you guys are talking a lot about careers and hobbies and things that you do. I think you should think more about the people that you are and whether or not you want your kids to take after you in those respects. I can say personally, being on maternity leave for the past year, I don't have a lot of experience talking to a lot of outside people, outside of my circle of friends. I'm not going to work. I go to the mall, and I talk to other moms, um, but I'm not out in the workforce where I'm seeing other people and talking and hearing their opinions and seeing how they live their lives for the past year. And I'm constantly surprised when I do step into that realm, how horrible some people are to one another. And I feel very lucky that my group of friends and my circle are the good people that we have surrounded ourselves with, and I think that if your kids grow up to be even half the men that you are, they will be fabulous people.
0: We tricked her! (laughs) (laughs) Fooled you! (laughs) That's awesome. Did that make sense? I'm very nervous. Yeah, no, 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 that that was... I'm taken aback by the genuineness and sweetness of that. Yeah, that was... Also fooled her. Yeah, (laughs) totally. Acting!
2: High five, flame high five. Oh, gotta work. On How that. appropriate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, um, but um, no. I th- point well taken. Yeah, like, certainly focused on external things rather than internal than things the internal there. things. Um, so take it. A- yeah, I don't know. You know, there's there are moments, especially where when I look at where I am in my own career, where I'm like, you know, maybe maybe being a little bit ruthless wouldn't be a bad thing. <laughs> you know, but I. I think push comes to shove. There's, I don't know. I, th- I think those like Autobot values are so core to me now that there's kind of no getting around them. Mm. Yeah. You know. I I <laughs> I guess I've been turned around on him then. <laughs> Way to reverse my opinion. Yeah. All right. Do I? Yeah, do we want our? Yeah. I get val- values wise. Yeah. Values I wise. Mean, yes.
2: But in terms of like their long-term happiness, what they want to do with their lives and things like that, it's a—that's an open book. We'll, we'll leave it at that, because that was mm-hmm. that was awesome. And welcome to the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, next up, Jason L. Blair. Parenting is telling other people they have to pee. <laughs> True. Explain, so. because I don't think we're there
0: yet. No, but Sarah once, Th- the, once anyway. those diapers come off, man, it's game on. <laughs> There's like nothing, no, that's a lie, there are things like it, but there are few things like the uncertainty of, like, hmm, you're kind of jumping back and forth there. Do you have to pee, or did you just have sugar in the last 20 minutes? (laughs) Also, what's the connection between one and the other? Like, being out of control of your child's bowels in that time before they're in control of them? Yeah, that's nerve-wracking. Yeah. Um, You know, and you... You know, you develop routines around it. You know, like before you go anywhere and before you leave anywhere. You know, you gotta go, and you know, nine times out of ten, everything's fine. But, there but are the them. tenth time, <laughs> you're checking out at Fortino's, you've got half a grocery cart of stuff to go, and the and the little and your little dude's like, "I gotta poop." Oh no! And you're like, I. <laughs> And you're on the self-checkout, obviously, so you've got Sophie's Choice. Do I roll the dice that that poop is going to wait and finish this up, or do I incur the ire of the angry lineup of people behind me being like, oh, you better not. You better not. <laughs> and what was the Sophie's Choice? What did you choose um, in the end? This time, I only had a couple of items left, so it was just like, beep, beep, go, go, go. <laughs> um, but I don't know, man. I think those people may have just had to, like, wait in line. I mean, the advantage of a dirty diaper is you can always throw it at people when they, like, give you the stink eye. Yeah. You got a problem with me. You got a problem with this. And then that's Ugh. how the diaper got on the ceiling fan.
2: <laughs> Next up. Darren loves bacon. Any guy who's ever been voted Dad of the Year has at one time or another let his kids eat Fruit Loops for dinner. True. Agree. Yeah. Um again, we're not there yet, but I'm sure the I'm sure the day's gonna come where it's he's just losing it, he's hungry, and the only thing that you have in the cupboard is something that you would normally not feed him. And yeah. you
0: know, there Yeah The older they get the more the more balls it seems that there are to juggle in terms of like I gotta be at work and get you by this time and mm-hmm. also somehow magically have dinner on the table and, you know, God forbid I get a laundry on or, you know, vacuum the floor now and then. Yeah. But at least it's something, I feel. It's, like, better... It's, like,
2: um, rather have something in their belly than nothing at all. Oh, and if, yeah. And, if, and that's, like, always, like, what I tell my students before an exam. Have breakfast before you show up. Like, even if you grab, like, a bag of chips or a Pop-Tart or a can of, like juice and maybe like some bread with butter at least you're having something
0: i I don't i don't feel like the heart of this post is necessarily about eating you know i feel like it's more saying like you know even if people acknowledge you as like a super dead mm -hmm. you know like you've done that you've cut that corner or you know made that you know done done whatever goofy thing that it took that is perhaps Mm -hmm. not De you know, you wouldn't want it in your highlight reel, yeah,
2: so it's like being the president and finding out that you've done something with a cigar that you shouldn't have done, kind of like thing.
0: I don't know if that's a comparison I would make, yeah,
2: but that's that's a little dire, yeah so but uh, it's like that it's like that black uh, that black mark on the record, basically that if you're gonna be the dad of the year, you do not want people to know fruit loops was a dinner option at one point, yeah fruit I,
0: I mean. I guess what what the what I feel like this message is implying is that there's like a subset of dads that like lords it over, mm-hmm. you know, who's all like, oh, I would never give my child McDonald's drive-through, or, you know, my kid does forty push-ups every morning, her, 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 mm-hmm. like, cut to like I, five
2: minutes later, and the kid's crying, and it's like, here's a cheeseburger, yeah,
0: like, and I don't know, maybe I've just been fortunate enough not to deal with those dads very much, yeah. That's going back uh, to
2: Sarah's comment about surrounding ourselves with good people. There we go. Yeah,
0: I feel like there's a kernel of truth in here about like, yeah, yeah. Everyone's going to cut a corner now and then, so you know, don't beat yourself up if you do. Right. Yeah. Uh, Next up, father with twins. I have a colleague
2: with twins, and I don't know how she does it. It's just listening to some of the stories that she delivers. It's fantastic to know that. You know, if you do have twins, it is possible, and especially she gave birth to, like, some of the biggest twins in the area. She, the one was nine pounds, the other one was seven pounds, and it's, like, just unheard of. Like, Hmm. giant babies. So, this one, father with twins, says, What's that horrible smell in this room? A parenting autobiography. Sure. I guess. Yeah. I've Uh, I've become more paranoid about smells. Since he was born, and I don't know why, and it's frustrating, at least for my wife, anyway, because I always make a big production out of it. And she's like, "I don't smell anything. It's okay." Right? Mm. Yeah, she's nodding.
0: (laughs) See, I don't know which smells this tweet is referring to precisely, Mm. because if it's baby smells, like your senses exhaust of those pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Like once you've been in a room with like twelve poopy diapers for long enough, like. You start being less bothered by the smell of poop. Mm-hmm. Say you go through something like having a gas leak or whatever, you do get into a period of like intense paranoia about that kind of thing.
1: I feel like this is more in reference to, is that an old tuna fish sandwich under the couch, or is that an old crusty piece of cheese behind the TV? <laughs> I feel like that's what it's referring to. Not so much
0: our house is going to explode or poopy diapers.
2: Oh, uh, okay. Huh. Hmm.
0: In that case, you know the place where we get hit on that is the cars? Like, with the best will in the world, there's a lot of food that gets eaten in the car. And I don't know if you've noticed, but little kids, they eat in a radius. (laughs) And inside that radius, in a car, there's just lots of nooks and crannies. Yeah.
2: We've got a couple of places where it hasn't been food, but we're like, where did that toy come from? And I'm pretty sure it's going to... It hasn't
0: been food yet. Yet.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Next up. No idea, Daddy Blog Oh my
0: god I nearly oh. forgot. Um when I put on my winter jacket, uh this this past winter, right. I reached in my pocket and I found an old crusty cereal bar <laughs> oh. that had been in there <laughs> from the end of one winter to the start of the next. <laughs> That's
2: awesome. So yeah, point. Uh no idea, Daddy Blog. Uh By Clint Edwards, I think. Or Clint Edwards? No, Clint Edwards. Um, If you want to see a father's true rage, ask him to find some matching kid socks in a dryer full of clean laundry.
0: Uh, I'm with this guy in principle, (laughs) but thanks to a, a kid at Chris's daycare, we have largely been spared this nightmare. See, one day this kid shows up with mismatched socks, and he's extremely proud of it. He's like, he sees this as being like the new kid in play. Like, this is now, this is the style. The, the crisscross with the backwards pants. Yeah. Yes. So that day, Chris comes home from daycare and he's like, I want mismatched socks. And we're like, what, what are mismatched socks? And it turns out it's exactly what it sounds like. It's mismatched <laughs> socks. Nice. So now all you got to do is find two two socks. That's Doesn't matter what awesome. color they are, what set they're from, the material they're made out of, even if they're really socks.
2: Yeah. I, I bet
0: you could like you could you probably like tie a tie a washcloth around his foot and be like it's a mismatch, dude. <laughs> Little
2: surgical tape just to hold it in place. That's all we need. No, you wouldn't buy that for a minute. No. Um,
0: <laughs> but um, no, the um, the mismatch style has certainly saved us a lot of matching nightmares. Now Here's my here's my opinion, and I know
2: exactly where my wife is going to be on this one in about 10 seconds. Um, she's smiling because she already knows. No, I don't know. You don't know? No, don't. Okay. Tell me. My position on this is go mismatch. I think that's awesome. Superman and Batman socks, you know, should be partnered up together, if only on socks. This <laughs> is so the cotton. world's no. finest
0: socks. It is.
2: <laughs> or, you know, just a green one with a blue one or whatever. However, Sarah... What's your take on this?
1: When he's old enough to dress himself, if that's what he wants to do, that's fine.
2: But for now, but for now
1: his socks will match. <laughs> 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 well, I'm dressing him, his stuff will match. See, if he wants to choose different things when he's old older, that's fine. He can
0: wear what he wants. See, the the factor yeah. that I would present to you is that as the interval of time for things like finding socks decreases, <laughs> The the interval in between dressing him and getting out the door, as that gets smaller, I think your sock priorities are going to shift.
1: Yeah, talk to me again when I've returned to work.
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) How's that whole matching sock thing going? (laughs) (laughs) You want to see a real parent's rage when you ask Sarah that? (laughs) She will kill you. She has a certain set of skills. It's putting on matching socks. She will find them. All right, next up, Abe Yossup, Cheeseboy22. One of the biggest lies we tell our kids is, Wow, you're really a good artist.
0: Yeah, I kind of agree with you. I kind of want to play sad Hulk music behind that. Yeah. Like, that's do you kind you not, of mean. Why do you not think your kid's art is wonderful or anything ah, like that? You know, the first couple of times that Chris and Rosie put paint on paper in Crazy Swirls, we are like, Oh, my God. It's like they're they're making the art of their heart, you know. And it's it's really it's it's a super emotional moment when mm-hmm. they start making things out of yeah. things, you know. It's and it's great, but then at a certain point, it's like, "All right, it's another piece of paper with squiggles on it."
1: <laughs>
0: but but you you know you want to encourage them because there's a part of your parenting brain that's like, if I don't encourage this just enough, but not too much, then maybe they'll never be a Picasso. Well, no, I don't want them to mutilate themselves and die penniless. Um, uh, who is again. a successful artist?
2: again? Uh, no. Um, no. Um, I wanted to say Pollock, but, you know, that's
0: just, no. Uh, Are there any? Which artists were successful and happy in their lifetimes? If da you're da successful Vinci. and happy. Da Vinci. He had to be. He had to be. All right. Maybe. I don't know. Anyhow, um... Maybe... Yeah, I, you know, in... I guess I kind of see what this guy's saying, because in my heart of hearts, when my kids produce another piece of incoherent scrawling on a page, you do kind of have to pretend to be like, woo, because you want them to, you know, feel like, yeah, mm-hmm. I can... You know, I'm good at stuff. But at the same time, like... I don't know. Developmentally, like, there's a scale to it. No. You, know, you You're not going to be expecting your toddler to be like... You know, wow, busting you, out McFarlane-esque drawings. Yeah,
2: or, you know, something on the scale of Ooh, the Sistine Chapel, already at four. That's amazing.
0: <laughs> if they do, though, oh my goodness. You know? Yeah, I guess that's great. I guess. I guess. You know? If your kid is legitimately talented...
2: Why are you painting on my ceiling? <laughs> that would be my... <laughs>
0: <laughs> How did what? you get up there? <laughs> Who let you have this many ladders? <laughs> I got bit by a spider! Spider! Then you got bigger problems. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> all right, next up, <laughs> as the male in the household, that doesn't bode well for you.
2: <laughs> oh, John Wiley, Daddy's in charge says parenting is a conglomeration of everything I've never learned. Now I have to think about this one a little bit because, all right, parenting is a, like just like like everything I've never like just never learned. Oh well. Not true because uh, before I was a parent, learned all about how to like put diapers and like stuff on. You have to change diapers and things like that. Um, I'm trying to think what are what's the skill set that I have right now that maybe I just didn't learn in school or that I'm applying. No, yeah, I'm hmm. yeah, I'm at a loss for that one. I don't know where I could go with that because yeah,
0: like there there weren't a lot of babies in my life like up until I had them. Right, so like, and one of the things that I was really nervous about was stuff like changing diapers and dealing with pee and poop, and oh my Mm. god, what if they're choking or whatever? I think that was
2: the biggest one. Was like, yeah, what do you do if they're choking? Yeah, and you know the answer
0: to that is a CPR class away, and it's not significantly different than what you do if anybody's choking because the answer is something, Mm -hmm. anything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Um, my god, do anything at this point. And, you know, I, I guess it speaks to the like. There's a lot of stuff that you're gonna have to do that like no one ever told you that you would have to do, and there's not really any way to prepare for it necessarily. Mm-hmm. You know, like how how do you train to be awake for like 16 hours in a row? You just changing do it. diapers and bouncing yeah. like.
1: You obviously have never seen the internet because the internet tells you everything that you're supposed to know, and it also tells you how stupid you are for not already knowing it. Don't Google anything when you're a new parent.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> true, true say, story. true story. Um, See, yeah. I feel
0: like the when when I look up stuff on the internet, I come out feeling like I know less than when I started. <laughs> mm-hmm. Though that's true of anything, not just parenting. Yeah. No. The one thing. Yeah. The
2: one thing that I learned is yeah, like, don't listen to the internets. Um, I wouldn't put any stock or faith into it at all. Like, I think as far as parents go, we've all just kind of like gone with like what is just not only just like logical, but what makes common sense. (laughs) And I feel that's gotten us by more than anything. And that's just something that I think we've always had. (laughs) That it's just, you know, go with it. Go with your gut and trust yourself that you're doing. What you're doing is right, and don't listen to you know, don't listen I mean, to anybody.
0: The very best of stuff that I've read is always couched in, you know, this is what worked for me. I'm not saying it's like a rule for everybody, mm-hmm. you know, but I find those reasonable posts are relatively few and far between, particularly in your first ten Google hits. <laughs> you know, which all tend to be like, don't vaccinate your kids! Definitely vaccinate your kids! I was just looking up what to do if there's a fever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> then why are you looking at the internet? Go to the doctor. You yeah. Never go to the doctor for only a fever.
0: Oh. oh my. It means they're fighting the infection. Don't give them Tylenol. Give them Tylenol. They shouldn't scream all night. Throw them in ice water.
1: Never throw them in ice water.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, parenting. Never mind. I do need more scotch.
2: <laughs> all right. Doing Richards, Daddy doing work. Yeah, dad fact. I've been kicked, punched, and elbowed in the junk more in my three and a half years as a dad than in my whole pre-dad life combined. Um I feel that's going to be true for me. I can only really recall maybe about two or three times I ever got like squared to the point like I came to like tears kind of thing. Hmm. Like some close calls, but okay, well, I see three traumatic three traumatic moments, one the, the worst one being um, a, like one of those orange street hockey balls slap <laughs> at me, the goalie, without a cup. And I think that was the worst.
0: I, I, I can see that. Um, now, in fairness, my kids are still pretty small, mm-hmm. and they certainly don't have the force of a speeding hockey ball behind them. Um, but they might someday, when they're barreling down the hallway
2: at you with a bicycle helmet on, and you've got groceries in your hands.
0: I can... I'm now mentally preparing contingency plans for bringing groceries into the house. (laughs) Because you could totally lift the leg and
2: turn, but then, because now you're off balance, you're going to go backwards at the door when they plow into you to hug you and smash into you with the helmet, right? You could stay flat-footed and crouch down, but now... Your chest is a little bit lower, so now This is a comic soundtrack away from being latter day John Hughes. (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna get like a get like a bicycle helmet to like the rib cage, you're gonna like crack a sternum and end up in the hospital. Um I could, feel
0: like once again you are inventing the grimmest possible outcome <laughs> because this is the only way I can prepare. This is the
2: only the only way. Like you could drop the groceries but like how many eggs and how many like perishables are you going to lose? Like that milk is going to go everywhere. So what do you do? You kind of have to take it. You like you have to take it if if not to like save the groceries, wait, say, and wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. can you say that one more time? You have to take it one more time. Wait, you have to take it. <laughs> if you would like that as a ringtone, please send us an email at Fuck
2: it, Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> I got that. Um, you got to take it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I can see, um, I can see more more sackings and squares coming up.
0: Yeah, well, agree. In the long run. I feel like this is in line with previous hits to the junk uh, tweets that we've read.
2: Yeah, I would agree. It just seems to be a common thing. All right. for Amongst fathers, anyway, at least. I don't know about the mothers. We'll have to, we'll have to focus on that. All right. Um, Sven Amish. Amish school. 90% of parenting
0: is just figuring out who licked who first. Yes. <laughs> now that my kids are old enough to quote-unquote play with each other... And by play with each other, I mean argue about who is using what toy in what order. Um, Yeah, kangaroo court becomes a pretty high percentage (laughs) of your waking hours. Wow. Um, You know, and it's episodic. It blows over, and at this stage, sometimes it's just a matter of being like, Hey, look, something's moving over there. Ooh. Nice. I don't know how long that's going to last, because my brother and I used to go to war on this stuff. Like... I'm. We're. I really am hoping that our. You know, we're not terribly materialistic people. We try not to put a lot of value in like owning stuff and like this is mine and it's better than yours and all that stuff. I guess the kids come by it naturally because yeah. it's all like this stuff. Bear is mine, and yeah. if you come anywhere near it, oh, so help me, I will scream at a pitch that will shatter the human earlobe. I think it's and it's, they do.
2: Yeah. I think it's just a, an ingrained sibling thing. It doesn't matter how you raise your kids or whatever. I'm sure it's just at some point one of them has like just it clicks inside them that says I'm going to be the like not even like on a conscience level conscious level but just I'm going to be the one to up the other one. I'm going to show them that I'm the boss.
0: It's marking territory. It is rather I than I think
2: it's that's all it is. Huh. Is and it's in a so capable. it's never going to go away. Is what you're telling me? Yeah, I don't think so because. You are the killer of hope. I, I, I hate to bring it to you. Yeah, my sister and I were horrible growing up. Like, to the point where my nana, who was babysitting us one day, up and left because we were just, like, relentless with each other. And we and she couldn't get us to stop. So, in her wonderful British accent, That's it, you two! You're driving me nuts! I'm going home! And, like, the door slammed. And my sister and I were like, what the F just happened?
0: Then you were alone in the house? Yeah, we were totally alone in the house. How old were
2: you? Um, old enough to need, both of us to need babysitters, because my sister has six years on me. So, yeah, that's how mad we made my Nana. So she would have
0: been like 10, and you would have been like... Like, maybe like 5,
2: 6-ish. She would have been maybe
0: like 11, 12 at the time. So like, yeah, like old enough to Oh my god, that's the plot of Adventures with Babysitting. Kind of. Not at all. But... <laughs> It, you could have gone on an adventure, a real, like, Goonies style adventure. Oh, my God.
1: You were too busy fighting.
2: I'm so glad we didn't. You wasted my, your lives. Because my sister would have just abandoned me. Like, she would have just been like, fine, I'm going to go find Nana. You stay here, you do whatever you want. Uh, next up, uh, Dad and Buried. Dad and Buried says, As a parent in his late 30s, my favorite movies are the ones I can still understand after I've accidentally dozed off for a few minutes. Truth? Can you read that again? Yeah, as a parent in his late 30s, my favorite movies are the ones I can still understand after I've accidentally dozed off for a few minutes. So is he speaking to the fact that kids' movies are simplistic and you can just, like, doze off and catch up to them, or that he's so run down from being a dad that any movie that he sits through, if he falls asleep and wakes up, he feels that he hasn't lost anything or missed anything?
0: No, I I see where he's coming from. Like, with the best will in the world, anything that I watch is in 20-minute increments, because it is either time to go to sleep, or i got to do something, or... Yeah. 20 minutes is kind of generous, now that I think of it. <laughs> but, so I guess the, the picture this guy's is painting is, like, you let it roll anyway, and you just sort of come back into it. Yeah. You know, like, and then you just trust that you're going to be able to figure out what happened in the mm-hmm. intervening 20 minutes. Um, or you fall asleep. or you, like, get, like, that 20 minutes
2: to watch it, uh, and you're like, I can't do any more, you turn it off, and you come back four weeks later, because that's the only time you've had to come back to it.
0: Yeah. This creates two scenarios in my head. Either you're watching movies that you remember so well that you don't need to watch them anymore to know what's going on. You can doze off for 20 minutes, and then still, you know, be like, oh, they're in the Death Star now. Like, still remember what happened. Mm -hmm. Um... Or that the stuff that, you are, the stuff that you enjoy watching now is so repetitive, simplistic, or formulaic that, you know, it's like, oh, is she going to say yes to the dress? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I mean, it, it, on the spectrum of things that happen to you when parenting, that's, I feel, within the acceptable range. <laughs> I think there's an element of, of parenting truth in that, but I don't know if it's a bad thing, and I don't know if it's permanent. Like uh, a couple weeks ago, we were talking to uh, your buddy James, mm-hmm. and as his as his kid has gotten older, they've certainly watched a, you know, diverse and complicated uh, like complicated yeah. TV and movies. She so, sounds like
2: so well informed about what they're watching already, too. Like that's amazing.
0: Like, yeah, like yeah. so, I I think that that I think it's it's a good it's a good observation about parenting. Maybe in the beginning stages, I feel mm-hmm. like it's something that goes away. Yeah. I hope. Because I, I don't, I don't want to still be like, watching Pawn Stars or whatever like, when my kids are old enough to be watching yeah. something good. Yeah, no.
2: like That's what we're going to be doing.
0: No we're events be... to Pawn Stars, which is a perfectly fine show. If they wanted if... to sponsor
2: a, <laughs> a podcast <laughs> completely on the other side of the continent, that's okay. They can do that with us. Yeah,
0: but uh, We've uh, got tons of stuff to give away. we got tons. So much stuff. Well, well, you can pawn it. It'll be great. Yeah, you know, it's, you know this is our first
2: podcast microphone you could have.
0: <laughs> but <laughs> Oh my god, we have so much... Ge- now that, um, I mean, my wife and I are, as far as we know at this point in time, um, we're kind of we're done having new kids. Though so now we have like rafts of stuff <laughs> left over, like infant stuff and like brand new baby stuff that we're never going to use again. So please please <laughs> come pawn stars. Get rid of all of this baby stuff. Yeah.
2: We just had that discussion the other day. It was like he's a year old and it's like we already have rooms filled with stuff for him. We couldn't we knew that there was gonna be a lot of stuff for him, but we just didn't have that notion that it was gonna be that much stuff. And it's like wow. Like yeah. We're going to keep adding to it because like there's gonna be more coming so well, there's kind of a
0: truism I think that like with the you know with your first the skys kind of open in terms of people being very generous with gifts mm-hmm. and whatever and then it's diminishing returns with each subsequent baby yeah until you know you get to four and five and people are just like oh again yeah no that'll be people but I don't
2: think that'll be Sarah I think <laughs> Every well, kid's going to get spoiled.
1: Eventually, what else are you going to buy? We have everything. That's true. Just rewrap the old toys and give them to the next kid.
2: Yeah. They won't know. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so that wraps up the, the tweets there. So maybe we'll wrap this up, uh, or we'll finish this off with, um, if there was maybe Spears, one undeniable and hilarious truth that you, l- you have learned about being a father, what would that be? Ooh. And you don't have to Twitter it into, or tweet it into 140-some-odd characters. You can just...
0: Oh, no, my brain was working really hard on that. You know, I guess it's that... Uh, yeah, This yeah. is a big question to just it is, you turn know. around and... Well done, by the way. <laughs> it's almost like you're a teacher with these open-ended questions. <laughs> there is no poop so stinky that an infant's smile will not forgive it. Yeah. True story.
2: Um... It could be the biggest, like, it would be the biggest mess in the world, but
0: it's. That smile just. There's only a handful of times I think we had where poop got. where it escaped containment. <laughs> and by containment, I mean all containment. Yeah. Like, on walls, bedspreads, oh, ceilings, windows, whatever. Um, and yeah, you're. Ceiling fans. <laughs> You're like a muttering bloody murder while you're, you know, cleaning it up or whatever. But then the moment where the kid smiles, rolls over, and goes back to sleep, all is forgiven. Yeah, I agree, yeah. Like, it would have, like, oh, I
2: don't even think there would be anything that could top that. No, there could, no, I know for a fact there would be nothing that could top um, his smile. And... He could, like, blow up the house and everything. He could just, like, look at me and smile and be you know, like, yeah, that's okay, buddy. I should not have put those matches under lock and key and shut off the gas to the house. No? Too, too far again? Yeah, my wife's looking at me like, you make no sense ever. <laughs> I don't. But, no, like, I, I agree with Spears that a smile will just fix everything from him. And, like, there are times when he'll, like, wake up. And he'll cry, and I'll just pick him up, and even if he 's fussy, i don't care That's
0: you realize that's that now we ha- we have to put this information in a vault for the entire duration of Mercury's childhood, because if he ever learns this, he's going to be blowing stuff up and smiling at you twenty four hours a day. Dang it, maybe not. well, maybe not. maybe he'll just be good anyway. maybe he'll just sing. Is this the
2: real life? Is this just fantasy?
0: And I guess that's Geeks with Kids. Yeah, so if you have
2: any undeniable truths about fatherhood, motherhood, parenthood, single child, multiple children, anything like that, you can drop us a line at geekswithkids at gmail.com.
0: Find us on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash geekswithkids podcast. That's,
2: yeah. That's it, I think.
0: Yeah, Geeks With Kids Podcast. Yeah. Facebook slash, Facebook.com slash Geeks With Kids Podcast. And at Twitter, uh, at uh,
2: Geeks With Kids CN. And on the iTunes. And on our own website, too, geekswithkids.ca. You can find all our information there. Send us some info. Send us some stories. We'd love to hear from you. And if there are stories that you want us to share, you know we want to read them off uh, online at some point so send them away and let us know that it's okay to share them on uh, online and with that i think it's time for bed we're going to put this little guy to sleep